Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you guys so much for checking out this particular episode. There's a few questions that I'm going to ask right off the bat on today's episode, and that is, is the Bible progressive? How do we approach cultural issues as a leader, as a Christ follower? And uh, what is our opinion? What is our thought on some of the things concerning Balenciaga right now as just one of the many things that's happening in our world where we are sexualizing kids? Uh, being a parent myself, um, I was very upset when I learned of the, I guess, the propaganda, if you will, and the marketing display of Balenciaga in terms of how they were using children to market their product. Now, uh, if you are not aware, uh, Balenciaga, just a, a little bit ago, I won't put timestamps or anything, they released a marketing campaign that showed and displayed kids holding teddy bears in their hands, um, and the teddy bears were wearing bondage uh, outfits um, in, in a sexual nature. And so upon seeing this, right, there was obviously an uproar and people were going crazy. And so as I began to watch this unfold and read comments and posts, uh, I decided that maybe this goes a little bit deeper and we should talk about it just for a few moments. Before we do, uh, if you're brand new, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like it, share it with friends and family as we dive into today's topic on is the Bible progressive? And you may be wondering just right off the bat, like, what does that mean? Is the Bible progressive? Um, you know, the, the Bible tells us that we should rightly divide the word of truth, okay? That, that the word is good, right? For correcting, for building up. And um, we as leaders and as Christ followers need to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And um, this document, aka the Bible that we have, is a thousands of years old okay it is not something that was just printed 20 years ago okay this is a a very ancient and old document that we are uh, still unpacking today and understanding the contents of it and the context of what it's being said and um, when we have read scripture and scholars have peeled back layers of what it means uh, traditionally there has been kind of a staple of things that we just know we're not going to deter from, okay? We're not going to move away from some of the doctrine that has been laid out in Scripture, okay? So like the, the doctrine of Jesus, okay, it is that he is the Son of God, okay? That doctrine has been laid out very clearly in Scripture, okay? Um, we know that he, was, uh, he, he came to this earth, he died, he was raised from the dead, okay? The doctrine of salvation, we understand how one is to be saved. So there's many various doctrines that we have in place um, that we can wrap our heads around of understanding what the Bible is saying, to whom it's saying it to, and how we can apply it to our lives. Now, however, the Bible at many times is very offensive, right? So the gospel is offensive. So the Bible actually talks about the gospel being a stumbling block, Jesus being a stumbling block to those particular individuals. And when you actually, um, the transliteration for stumbling block is actually offense <laughs> that people get offended because of Jesus. And that is totally true as you can probably relate to that as a Christ follower watching this today. Now, um, as offensive as it is, if we tend to read scripture and kind of go, 
Um, it never offends me. Like it never rubs me the wrong way. Uh, we're probably reading it wrong. We're, we're probably reading it from a place of what, what, what we call eisegesis. So eisegesis is like our vantage point, our view and perspective when looking at the text, right? How does it make me feel? What do I grasp from it? Instead of looking at it from a, um, exegesis, uh, which is more so what is God saying, right? What is the Bible saying? What are those layers that are being peeled back that reveal truth that even though it may hurt, even though I don't agree with it, it's truth. And so I'm going to bend what I feel is right to the Bible because the Bible is ultimate truth. And, and we talked about that in, a, in an episode a little bit ago about truth and the Bible is ultimate truth. There has to be ultimate truth somewhere. And we find this in scripture. And so uh, many people today um, in addressing the question, is the Bible progressive? Uh, they feel as if, and I use they, I'm not going to categorize specific people or anything, but in talking to individuals and seeing certain posts, uh, there's an understanding that the Bible progressively gets interpreted differently because how people have interpreted it back then is not how it should have been interpreted right now. Uh, different things and culture is shifting and changing and that the Bible should be progressive with language uh, or with culture. And so that is inaccurate. That is not true. Uh, the Bible is not a progressive document that continues to evolve as culture also evolves. That's not how that works. One of the biggest progressive statements that we're seeing right now uh, in the 21st century is the state of homosexuality, where the Bible doesn't use the word homosexuality, right, or homosexual. It uses a different word and meaning, and there's individuals that would combat that because it doesn't say that word. That's not what the Bible meant. It's more of the pedophilia side of things and not the, the homosexual side of things. Um, and a lot of stuff with like when King James wrote it, King James was a homosexual and, and all of this other types of stuff. And then they're trying to progressively evolve texts so that way we can conform it. We can make it conform to our ideologies, right? And the problem with that is the Bible shouldn't have to conform to our ideologies. We conform to its ideologies. And we must remember that in Romans chapter 12, verse one, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. So there's a distinction right now in Christianity that we are not to conform to the world and the principles and ideologies of it. However, it seems as if the world is pressing that there is no sin, that there is no wrong, that uh, whatever you feel is right and is true. We've even seen uh, individuals uh, clearly state that uh, we should not treat pedophiles um, harshly anymore, but that they are um, minor attracted people. And to me, that is just mind boggling, <laughs> mind boggling, excuse me. It, it just is that we're trying to change how, um, we have looked at the nature of an individual who has committed an act 
uh, of being a pedophile and or has that attraction that is that is horrible that is detestable and now we're trying to conform specific aspects and culture to fit the nature of the person like it's okay we need to understand them no uh, the bible is very true the bible is is, is very clear okay and, and here's how i know progressiveness is wrong because it, 20 years ago, we would have talked about a pedophile and this wouldn't have come up that it's a minor attractive person. Wouldn't have happened. Not at all. Now, all of a sudden we're saying, oh, well, guess what? We have to understand them differently now, right? We've got to meet meet them where they are and understand them. And that's not how the Bible works. There's been a staple of principles and rules to abide by and to look to that is transformative if we allow it to be transformative. Now, th- this whole thing with, with Balenciaga that has just erupted, obviously, as I said in the beginning, as a parent, it's very disturbing. It's very alarming that now we're starting to cross barriers here of how we sexualize uh, human beings in general, but children specifically here in this scenario. Uh, and, and we're looking at them no different than a 30-year-old, and they are innocent. They Their minds aren't fully developed yet, and this is why uh, we've got to even be careful with how much rights we give a, a seven, eight, nine-year-old in decisions that they make because their mind hasn't fully processed and is fully developed just yet. That's why they need a parent. That's why they need a guardian to help them and navigate them through life's difficulties, okay? And so as a leader and as a Christian, how do we approach all of this okay so we have all the things of the the bible not being progressive however people want it to be progressive right uh, and, and i just want to add, add this in there a footnote if you will um if we're trying to find the line on how far we can go with what the bible says i, I think we're in the danger zone anyway okay like if we're trying to find the line like all right well the bible ah man it says it but not really my friend says this or TikTok says this and TikTok theology is rampant right now. And, you know, we're, we're getting like minute, minute and a half clips of theology and from somebody who we don't know who they are instead of looking at scripture and looking at commentators who have spent years upon years upon years studying like one passage of scripture and dissecting it so that way they can deliver the truth and context of what it is trying to be said here. If you're trying to find the line, uh, I, I would say just caution yourself in that. I think you're in the danger zone when you start trying to do that. Um, very much so, right? And do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So leaders, okay, if you're watching this today, how do we address it? How do we talk to people about it? How do we lead our families from a place of confidence and knowing that the Bible is truth? We can stand on it. And, and do we have a voice in all this? Do we have a voice? Should we be telling our kids about what's happening in the, in the world right now? And, and I would say, number one, as far as telling your kids to each their own, to each their own, like, am I going to pull my nine-year-old daughter aside and show her Balenciaga and like expose her and tell her? No, probably not. But what I am going to do is I'm going to tell her there are real evils in the world and that there are people that are trying to manipulate what the Bible says and that are trying to sway her opinion on the Bible and the world. 
And it is up to me as a parent, it is up to me as a leader to lead my family first, okay? I must lead myself and lead my family first. I'm not really worried as much about the person to my left and to my right who I may be leading as much as I am concerned about leading my family and myself in these conversations because at the end of the day, my daughter is my responsibility, hands down, 100%. Um, you know, the Bible talks about directing a child in the way that they should go and they will never depart from it when they are older. And I don't want my daughter to uh, have any lack of information in the world that she lives in uh, from her family uh, if I can help it and I can lead her in that way. Now, how can we lead others in this way? Well, uh, in, in order to pursue the truth, uh, Jordan Peterson says this, when pursuing the truth, you risk being offensive. Remember, this goes back to Jesus being offensive in scripture, okay? So if Jesus is going to be a stumbling block to people and we are going to follow Jesus, then we risk being an offensive, a, a, a stumbling block to people. And not that we're going to trip people up, but we're going to offend people because of where we are, you know, where we stand. And let me just be really honest. Um, other people are definitely ready to take the risk to pursue their truth and be, and be offensive. Of course, they're ready to do that. And of course, they're going to post. And of course, they're going to share videos. And of course, obviously. And so we as leaders, where is our voice? We as leaders, where is our temperament? Where do we get to be on a platform or the little things that we can do, like a video like I'm doing or social media or conversations with friends? And I don't think everybody needs to go on social media and share their opinion or whatnot. I, I don't, I don't think anybody needs to do that uh, if they don't want to. But I do feel uh, if you're a leader in at your church, if you're a leader in your business and you're a Christ follower, I do think you have our responsibility to lead well. Uh, I know when it gets to the business place, you know, there's some lines and there's some parameters there. But I will say if anybody brings it up to you, man, uh, we have to stand our ground as leaders and as Christ followers in pursuing the truth and understanding that the Bible is not progressive. It's got purpose in it right now. It is complete as is right now. We just, other people want to help us figure out what it's actually trying to say. And we know what it's, what it's saying. Uh, and there's, there's some really good books out there. One of the books by Preston Sprinkle is called uh, People to be Loved. It looks like this, People to be Loved. And uh, it's a really good read uh, as far as uh, understanding what the scripture says about homosexuality, about pedophilia. Um, and where we get those particular um, definitions from, how we get those, uh, because obviously the word homosexual, it was not in the original Greek and Hebrew text, okay? It wasn't a word that was made up, and a lot of people use that argument, by the way, um, that that word wasn't a thing, and that's why it's not real. Hey, we've come a long way uh, as a, as a species, if you will. Okay. Uh, you know, there's certain letters that we did not have in the English language until much later. Okay. Uh, like the, the letter J we didn't have for a while. And so when you read King James original, uh, transcript of the Bible, uh, you're going to see not Jesus, but Lesus or Lesus, whatever. Okay. Uh, with the L E S U S because they didn't have the letter J yet. Uh, and so later on, that's when they transcribed it into J and, what are we going to do with that today? Who are we going to say, well, his name wasn't Jesus and it wasn't, 
whatever, you know, no, of course not, because we evolve in our language and that just happens and new words are added. And so they have used the specific words that were added to describe what is being told in scripture. And so this is where Preston Sprinkle comes in and really uh, talks about that even more. It's a really good read for, for individuals as well. And there's other books that combat this book as well. And again, um, you know, if you want to be a great leader and a, a, a studious person and rightly dividing the word of truth, you're going to have to read both arguments, both sides. Uh, don't just don't just read one. I'm a firm believer uh, that if you just read one thing uh, and you don't know the opposing argument, you're just not growing as much as you could be. Um, so as, as we approach some of these cultural issues, let's stand our ground as we approach these things and we have conversations with family and friends. It can be awkward. It can be uh, a confrontation. Um, however, uh, I, I would think that if Jesus risked being offensive in pursuit of the truth, then we as well as people of God must do the same. And, uh, you know, let us be bold in that and let us do our part in studying. Let us not approach conversations with people unprepared. You know, not that we just know like Romans one and that's it. And, uh, you know, as far as like homosexuality goes or pedophilia goes or Leviticus, you know, and these are just the, the one liners that we tell people we really need to do our homework as Christ followers and make Make sure that we understand what the text is saying to be able and rightly divide the word of truth to be able to communicate that well to people and so as we as the threat of our culture is happening with all of these instances there's many different things that are happening right now i mean i was i was even uh, scrolling on instagram and saw that travis scott released a, a music video and the nature of the video is I don't really know the context, honestly. I just saw some of the imagery, and I'm like, "What is what is happening, and what's going on?" Uh, and, you know, it just doesn't make sense the world that we live in, and even more now. We need Christ followers to be praying. We need Christ followers to be standing up for what they believe in, having those difficult conversations, make sure that they are moving forward in their faith and and rightly dividing the word of truth and standing their ground. So uh, I hope that this was encouraging. I hope that maybe this even opens up more questions that you would have, you know, like really, like what are some practical things that you could do um, in the face of defending your faith? And, you know, we, we may do an episode on that on defending your faith and what does that look like and how to really approach those particular conversations but as leaders we have a responsibility to know what we believe why we believe it lead ourselves and our family and others well, well i hope that this was again encouraging to you make sure again you subscribe like and share this content we'll see you on the next one